Episode 10. We have made it 10 episodes. Why is my right arm? Okay, it'll work on my left. But we made it 10 episodes, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, this is just the first little milestone. I don't even know if it's a milestone. I kind of told myself it was. I kind of said episode 10. I want to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we made it. episode 10. 10 episodes. But the whole purpose behind this podcast was for me to be able to interview the coolest people I could because I just love talking. And the fact that we've been able to secure so many podcasts, it's insane. Because, yeah, this is episode 10. But what you guys don't understand is whenever I post a on Instagram that joining us today, that's the person coming in today. And then the thumbnail I post is when the video goes live. So we have after today's episode, like three or four already shot, filmed, done, ready to go, ready to post. So it's been so awesome. The amount of people we've got to meet on this podcast, Nikki and I are so, so, so happy. Um, I'm recording this after the fact because yesterday was such a jam-packed day. We had two podcasts yesterday, but episode 10 is a special one because for me personally, I'm a film major and I want to make movies one day. And I got the chance today to pitch my movie to an actual Hollywood director. And they have, the, the people I interviewed today are the coolest people ever. I got Jerry Sommer, who is a Hollywood director who's been in a couple um, Netflix features. He has a bunch of features himself. Look him up. But he just finished directing his biggest movie ever, him with his partner, uh, Carl Remy a stand-up comic that is also a director and writer and they produced this horror movie that I got a little sneak peek of off camera and man it looks good holy shit it looks good it looks and I'm not just saying this because I had them on and they're cool people and all that because I'm gonna be honest I'm a tough critic when it comes to movies but it looks really really good they spared no expense and they went all out we kind of talk about that throughout the podcast, um, about the whole movie, the scenario, the how it was funded, everything. It was such a phenomenal podcast, and I am just excited to have you guys watch it. Because to me, having a real Hollywood director on here, and um, really it was two real Hollywood directors, and that movie's going to be put in all the festivals. So I'm just excited to watch it, and they've already hinted at me being able to go watch some pre-screening, so I'm excited for that. So... I'm rambling, so I'm just going to skip forward, quickly do the, the, the sponsorships. We are sponsored today by Kayla and Kyle, like always. Thank you for AmorePizzaDavy.com. Pizza, Italian food, pasta, garlic nuts. Go there, get them. Um, thank you again, Alliance Technology, for the microphones. Appreciate it. Uh, they're, we're getting a little upgrade soon. Maybe by episode 20, we're going to get a really, really cool up, upgrade. For you guys, episode 20 is five weeks from now. For me, episode 20 is like next Wednesday, I think. But really excited for you guys to watch it. Thanks again to Jerry and Carl. You guys were fucking cool. All of their links are in the description. Go check out I Possessed Movie on Instagram. And um, that's it. Start the podcast. Because uh, what's it?
Oh, my dream is to make, to work with um, HBO is really my dream or Netflix, any streaming service and just bring either my own ideas mm -hmm. and I have my dream movies that I feel like I could make a good one out of. Like, you guys watch, uh, ever play the game Doom? Mm -hmm. Or uh, hear about I, Doom. I've seen Doom. Yeah. Like I, I love to make a Doom movie. I think there's actually one that's coming out. Or Joe Rogan was talking about one that they're making Doom, right? Yeah. They're remaking a Doom movie. No, I think it's coming out. Yeah. Like, really? It's already yeah, made. Cause I know there was a Doom movie that was made on yeah, Netflix. Doom Annihilation. That was not the best. But um, no. Like, tell me about you guys. Like, I'm excited to hear about I Possessed. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, uh, well, sh Carl and I have been friends for about a decade, right? Roughly maybe yeah. over a decade. Yeah. yeah, we've been friends for a while. Actually, um, I met Carl. I was doing a uh, stand-up comedy show, and I was a host for that show. <clears throat> and Carl was my headliner. Okay. And uh, through a friend, um, uh, brought him on. And after the show, we kind of didn't talk much during that show. Like, he was doing a show for a local club or whatever, attend in. Um, Lauren, who Lauren Anastasi, who's his friend through an acting class, funny enough, um, that, that, that night it was packed. Yeah. It was jam-packed. And I had, like, no, no more chairs in the back of the, uh, it was been a club, so I had to bring in, like, chairs from, like, upstairs from this location. I'm like, Bringing chairs and my two good friends Nick and Rick were on some stools, and uh, Lauren and Trina were on two low seats and they couldn't really see the stage. So my friend Rick and Nick gave Lauren and Trina their two stools and they just stood up. And then Nick started to talk to Lauren, and then that's how it all kind of started because uh, she said she was going to your premiere the following night or something like that yeah. for. Pong, yeah. <laughs> so he did this short as a short. Right? Yeah, it was my first ever film. Oh wow! Okay, really? So it was a first, I guess, short, yeah. and then he had like a. Uh, it was he, the main. It was like yeah. a premiere, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, when, you, when you're starting out, you know, everything's a premiere. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. short or not, you know, it's like. No, it's a huge deal. You know, you don't because you don't really know any better. You're just like, oh, this is like red carpet stuff. It was a Christian film, so you know, okay. kind of went to like. Yeah, so he had it in a church. And what's what's crazy that so met him and then he was like, Hey, do you want to do like five minutes? And then at the time my my material was a little dirty and I didn't know it was a Christian film. So mm -hmm. here I am doing stand up and the, the <laughs> mic was horrible. Yeah. I'm like doing all like this dirty joke. It was not loud. I'm like, All right, well that's a wrap for me. Uh, you guys gonna... <laughs> you remember? Good, and yeah. the speakers were horrible. Yeah. Oh man. So and then it just kinda snowballed from there, man. Like he uh started doing some projects, I started doing some prop projects and then we just started kind of like I if I got something like I'd always call him and be like, hey, you want to do this with me? Because it was always I'd always they'd always be like, hey, you know somebody else or or I have this other role. Like, do you have any other parts? Because I always wanted to include them. This is more fun. Yeah, and, you know, just just climbing through the ranks of acting, doing these shorts. Yeah. Like we got in a couple feature films together, and, uh, uh, and I saw you guys were on that uh, that Netflix movie with Noah. Yeah, we were, we were the two older guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were the older guys. The, yeah, that was actually last minute for me. So Yeah, well, the, yeah, the director or whatever uh, called me.
me because I had done a short for her a while ago and um, before that. And she goes, hey, you want to be in my feature film just tonight, you know? And again, I was like, hey. <laughs> it, was like, it was like 8 p.m. He's like, hey, you want me to feature tonight? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, I'll get a couple of lines. Yeah. I'm like, well, what time? He's like, 10 p.m. I'm like, dude, it's like yeah. two hours. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, man, this kid Noah, who at the time, he was right. not huge, but he was, no. I mean, he was. He wasn't big. He, he wasn't, wasn't famous. He was doing like the his TV show or whatever. Yeah. The, the whatever and I guess the director knew him already because he's from here and so got that big actor in okay. this movie but before he made it you know mm-hmm. trying to hit Hollywood yeah. so, so that's you know Netflix took it yeah. did you watch the film? I didn't watch the film that's more like my girlfriend's type of movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we yeah, didn't I watched our part I saw your part I didn't even watch it yeah. I, I I mean, I was like, like you sent me the clip and yeah. I just posted on my Instagram. Yeah, me too. And I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, have you guys? <laughs> have you guys done any other stuff like Netflix, Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, a few things. We we won't mention those, but we'll talk about iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a couple of things. I actually waited with with, with Burt Reynolds and, yeah, and a couple Eric of Roberts and, and a couple yeah. of actors. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the movie was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> we actually played brothers. Uh, but um, what movie was it? What's the title? Uh, oh, it's called Henry. Henry. It was a. It was a. It, it the, the director's a um, awesome guy. It just yeah. took. A, it was a low budget, and it took about eight months. Eight yeah. months to film. And it, yeah, it was just. It was just wasn't. It wasn't conducive to you know being continuity. You know, it's just like. And he was he was a one man show, which kudos. I mean, he did an excellent job for being a one man. So show. he edited, filmed it. Yeah, I think he did. Sound yeah. design. Um, yeah, I mean, occasionally there'd be somebody, but you know, but it wasn't like every day. I think they ADR'd a lot. Yeah, they ADR'd yeah, pretty much all my line. But it's like kudos to anyone who can do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? just to go like, out there and do it, and just to and to, he put together a film. You know, it's like you know to do that as one man. It's yeah. people involved, which was definitely, you know, mad respect. You know, would I ever do it again? Probably not. You know, I think we've grown yeah. immensely since because that's basically what, what all this this stuff we had done. In the, because I've only been doing he's been in the game a little longer than me, but I've only been doing it for for now eight, like eight years and um, or seven years. And every little project has led up to. Where, where we are now yeah. I mean, doing this film. So you guys haven't released any official trailer for I Possessed yet? No, we're actually currently in post-production. Right You're still in post-production, okay. And how, how, how'd it go? How'd the filming go? Is everything turning out how you guys like it? Yeah, so it was, well, I, so what's crazy is that, so he, he got the, he got the script from a friend, like a Bones type of script. Yeah, I had done this, uh, my buddy Maurice Javon, who lives in Tampa, he's a comic as well. He's a writer. He wrote books and stuff. And uh, we were going to shoot this like maybe like six years ago. This is an old script. And um, we were going to do a really low budget, whatever, just find a house, whatever. Because it, like, it, it was like a one house horror shoot. Yeah. Film. And he sent me the script. And it was cute. It was like a cute little, fun little horror film. But a lot of holes and whatever, and and I just I said I said to him one day I said hey can I and this was after years of just throwing it to the side he ended up doing another feature film so we just all went separated and stuff so I said hey man can I rewrite your script 
piece, absolutely. So eventually I rewrote it and then he eventually just gave it, he gave it to me. Um, just for, he's, he'll get story by a proper credit. Um, and uh, so I turned it into these, this multi-character with multi-levels of each of the characters and, and put, put the backstory as it's a haunted house and the people that go in are being haunted by their secrets that are inside the individuals. You know, instead of the kind of what he had was a fun little horror flick where, you know, people die and stuff like that. <laughs> I kind of took each character and gave them all these layers, right? Okay. And he's a comic and had it had it more on the funny side, too. So it was really funny kind of script. So I kept a lot of his tone and his notes in that script. And then when I had talked to Jerry about doing this script, he goes, well, it's funny and, and there's horror in it. So what is it? And, and I was like, what do you mean? What is it? You know, like he goes, was it a horror or is it a comedy? I go, I guess it's a little bit of both. He goes, he goes well, we should pick a lane. And I said, I said, uh, can you curse in this? Yeah, yeah, go, go. I said, I said, fuck you, dude. I'm not changing the script. I'm not fucking changing the script. And he goes, dude, we got to pick a lane. It's either horror or comedy. What are we doing? I said, fuck you, dude. So I went home and I was like, my girlfriend and me were, my girlfriend's producing this too, Tammy Boothby. And uh, I said, fuck, he's right. We gotta pick a lane. So, <laughs> so we're two months, we're two and a half months out, three months out. Um, From shooting. Shooting, I said. Well, I, actually what's crazy is that we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. Um, when he first got the script, I was living here and uh, he asked me to play the original role of Pe Pedro, who is who was in the original script, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and then he's like, oh, well, I can't, I can't fly Jerry out and do all that stuff, so that got put in the back burner, and then when he started to do the I Possess movie again, he was supposed to shoot this last April in 2020, I was still living in Los Angeles, so he didn't even think of me or whatever. You know, when the pandemic happened, he had to postpone everything, because- Blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and different actors, like everything like that. So then when I moved back from Los Angeles to here is when California just shut down and I saw some of my friends working. Backtrack a little bit more. When I was in Los Angeles, I went first as an actor and then I got behind the camera as I was in Los Angeles and I figured that I love being behind the camera as, as much as I do being in front of the camera. So um, when I decided to move back to, to, to Florida, that's when Carl and I linked back up and he's like, hey, I want you to run camera on the beacon at first. Yeah, at first, because I had I had another crew, you know, I had another uh, person involved, um, which ended up, I ended up separating ties with, with this person and because I didn't like his character, um, I won't get much into that. And what I wanted on this film was, because we're gonna have to live together, you know, there's a, um, we're gonna, I just wanted to get along with everybody. I wanted yeah. to, to make, and everybody that believed in the project too, and wanted everybody on the same page and that were good people internally. And I felt like this other person wasn't that person. So, I, so eventually I just say, Jerry, yeah. you want to direct this thing? Yeah. He, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, of course. I know that's what he was doing. He was directing a lot of commercials and doing all this stuff. And I was supposed to end up directing this thing and starring in it. And it was just like, there's no way I'm in 95% of the movie. So for me, 
to do, I was like, I, I was in over my head and I already knew it. And then I, it was kind of a big relief when I was like, because I trusted him because we had basically, after we had decided we we're going to rewrite the script, we went over like every piece of dialogue, word yeah. for word, cut 30 pages out and made it and made it like uh, almost 90 pages and just just to the point to the point to the point meaning story story meaning right and um yeah. and gave a little backstory to the the characters of like a little bit more juicy yeah characterization for each for each character too yeah so he so he knew the story just as much as i did so i was like yeah he's the perfect person because I, I almost didn't trust anybody with it mm-hmm. you know especially at, doing it at a low budget level it's like who am I gonna get in some director that's 150 bucks a day, 200 bucks a day, or whatever, 200 yeah. bucks a day? They're not gonna, you know, they'll be like they'll come in and tell people where to stand, and you know, but they're not gonna care as much as I do. Yeah. Then he did, and so I was like, okay. So then, so it was just basically me, him, and Tammy, just us three every day, just you know, going over the script and doing these rewrites and stuff, and and and, move, and getting people. In, in, involved like I, I do stand up and after my shows I'd always I always I sell shirts and stuff to like put money towards the film because we, we were kind of funding it we have a partner but we were funding it ourselves because it's something we could do and um, so after shows I would pitch it and you know at the end of big like I'll do big shows in like the improv in Miami and the improv in, in, in West Palm you know so I'm in front of all these people so occasionally I get some people coming up to me after a show you know so you're shooting a, a movie like uh, how can I get involved and that's when I started meeting my crew I, you know I saw I found, we found our gaffer like that he, I, I'm like this is really cool guy that I didn't even know what he did I said I, I just liked his passion the way we talked after the show and I was like that's the kind of guy I want on a set and I didn't realize that he can do everything you know, yeah. his own production company yeah. but he oh, just wow. wanted to be a part of the film Yeah. so it was like that kind of stuff this is a, like a we play army rangers in this film and um and it's a it's more of a ptsd military film too and i wanted mm-hmm. to do the soldiers you know right so i met i met people in the army that wanted to get involved like our cook it's who ended up doing like everything on set but he, he was he cooked in the army i met him doing a legion show a a, a, a veteran show up in like Port St. Lucie and he's like yeah I want to come on board and cook for you guys you know so it was yeah. like that and then I, I met um, I was I was consulting with an army ranger sniper for my character and so we'd be on zooms and stuff and um, and then I got him involved in the film which is a whole other backstory he became an actor oh, wow. in the film phenomenal like it, it, the way that worked out so we had one of the lead characters um, got COVID uh, three days before Oh, shoot. Wow. So we uh, we we had I had a friend from from uh, Los Angeles, Chris Moss, who's a phenomenal actor, and he had a, a smaller role in the film, but he was going to be our assistant director, and he was going to be running the show and help me out. And then when um, uh, the guy named is is Troy Thurgill, um, great guy, but got COVID, and and it was. Uh, it was risky because we couldn't. Yeah, it was, it was a tough. It was a tough call. Like I really like it was. It hurt me to just had to make a decision that it was like the we were leaving for set on a Monday. We we're going to Lake Placid, Florida, and I hadn't talked to him like the whole day before, and I knew it was already in the hospital like on that Friday. So I was like, he's not calling me back. You know, I was just worried for him. I wasn't even you know 
know, as much worry for the part as I was how he's on it. You know? Yeah. And so then the then the Monday where I had to make that decision like on a Sunday because I didn't hear back from him. You know, I had to. It, it was the toughest decision in my life to to replace him. You know, he's one of our mains or one of our leads three days out. But I knew Chris could do it because he's been in over a hundred things. He's a seasoned actor. He can get the dialogue down, get the character, and then and nail it. So we had just had to move around. Yeah, people. it was it was crazy because his he was playing the lieutenant, which yeah. is a very small role film just so I can direct and I, I really yeah. wanted no role but um, just so I can focus solely on directing yeah. but I mean yeah. uh, the relationship that we have the character the lieutenant at the time was one that I could play really well yeah and uh, and then that's when Troy got sick, got sick Chris moved in and then we were trying to find someone to replace Chris's role and the character needed to speak two languages. He couldn't just speak one language because in the script, his character speaks two languages. And it was like a necessity because uh, he speaks in that language um, in the film. So, uh, and you can't move around the dialogue because it was already locked. So I was like texting friends that I knew who speak Spanish or maybe spoke French or yeah. whatever. Something that they could just feel like, like who I think that could play that role. And, and capitalize on it. And then finally, um, <laughs> Carl's like, why don't you play Sebastian? Yeah. <laughs> Which you is, were supposed to be the original guy six yeah. years ago. So that now I played Sebastian, which is not a huge role, but it's a very pivotal role yeah. in the film. And so I, I do speak Spanish. So um, so I started, I, for two, two days, I, I couldn't direct, so I had to play the Sebastian role. Um, and I'm consulting with the, this lieutenant guy who's a, a veteran, army, an army ranger, sniper for like 20-something years. Um, very great temperament, really good guy. So I just liked him. I just like enjoy talking with him. And I say, hey, man. First I go, first I go to Jerry, I go, hey, man, what about God? I'm talking. He's like, no, we need actors. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always go, I always go, okay, I'll calm down. I'll wait. I'll uh, give it a day. Uh, and then the next day, well, trust me, man. Just, just trust me. Uh, this guy will be fine. Trust yeah. me. So I got on the Zoom with him. I, I read some stuff with him. And I, well, at first I asked him, hey, do you want to be in this movie? He's like, yeah, that would be an honor. So he, and it's funny because he came in so prepared, like more than any actor could yeah. come prepared for her role. You know, it was yeah. like he, he embodied the, the, the character. And he, and he nailed it. And, you know, Jerry, Jerry gave in after a day, because he always does. He'll be like, no. And then, all right. And let's see what he's got. But if he can't do it, and then he comes on, he's like, all right, that's a good call. Yeah, no, he, uh, um, it shows his type of character that he is. His, his name is yeah. Sam, Sampha. Sampha L. Johnson. Sampha L. Johnson. In the, in the movie? No, that's his real name. Oh, his real name. Yeah, his, his uh, movie, the name is Lieutenant Rivers. Yeah. Um, but... It shows you his professionalism that he probably have. He probably was in the military. Him being special ops sniper in the army, like you have to be a badass. Yeah, to for be sure. A sniper special. Ops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just shows like his 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 uh, like his just his whole process of probably how he lives his life. And when he came on set, and uh, when Carl was like, "No, he's good. He's good." And I saw him uh, preparing and like he had notes on a script, and I'm like, and he was practicing his lines. I'm like, "Oh, this guy's." This guy's not an actor, never acted, but yet he's carrying himself as a professional actor would. Military, yeah. 
And when he and when he performed, I was like, "Holy shit, Carl, you were right." Yeah. You know, like this this guy is better than I would have been for the role, wow. um, just because the way he carries himself and he's very just stoic and very just perfect. Yeah. So every accident that happened, yeah, we had a lot of accidents, and they're happy accidents because everything that happened made the film uh, better, uh, in my opinion. It just flowed, man. It was it was uh, it, it was crazy how everything worked out. We we shot for a whole month in this one location in Lake Placid, a beautiful uh, yeah, ranch house called uh, Pasifino Farm. Pasifino Farm. Yeah, the owners are amazing. They you know I, it's because before COVID I had you know rented out the place and uh, they just held it for me a year. So we shot a year later after COVID. So wow. They just held it for me and. They, you know, we, we talked, you know, throughout the, throughout the year and stuff. And then, and then, um, we, it, it was, it's, it's also doubles as a, as a, they do weddings and stuff. Okay. So and a B and B and, uh, and they have an attachment. So we could sweep, we, we actually house like 14, 15 crew there, you know, at night. And then people, stragglers that would come in, like we had a BTS guy to come sleep on a couch, you know? Yeah. And then we had two B and Bs offsite that we had a couple of the, the female actors and, and some of our some of our needy guy, guy actors. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it was great, man. And it was funny because we went to go uh, rent some of the gear uh, in Tampa, all the like the lighting equipment and, and all that stuff uh, in Tampa. Uh, we we brought our own trailer, and they're used to like them like people renting their own. Grip truck, okay. You know? Yeah. So we're like, no, we're gonna rent your grip truck. Yeah. We got our own trailer with it. <laughs> they're like, first unit. <laughs> they were Bob, great. First man. unit in Tampa. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and uh, they're like, uh, okay, yeah. guys, yeah. good luck. Good luck on your little film. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. And um, and when just we, these ragtag kids coming. So, in there, man, right? It was yeah. awesome. So we went to go film, and man, we had an amazing time. Man. It flew yeah. by. Yeah, we shot twenty four days. We kept up. We had two, uh, two or three other scenes that were still. We're gonna film one in August and probably one in a military flashback in September. But we wanted to stay in that location because we didn't want to move, you know. So because we only had the two other locations, basically the rest of the movie takes place in that space. So we just stayed there the whole time, and um, we got the coverage we needed. Like we got a lot of coverage, you know. Normally indie films will go. 15, 16, 17, 18 days, you know, a lower budget indie film and their press for this and that. We're shooting overnight, so we knew we had to space our time out. We only had maybe eight or nine hours. Yeah, we shot film. at night because the whole, the majority of the film takes place at night. So yeah. we had, we were wrapping at six, seven a.m., sometimes eight. Yeah. So, so what, what's the film about? So I know. Yeah, we talked about the film. We had <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I know, I know you guys, so you guys picked the horror lane, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Scary movie, yeah, yeah. and it's when I first read the title, I possessed. I thought it had something to do with like social media or like right, the iPhone, yeah. like the iPhone. It's, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think because the, the original script kind of had that little bit of iPhone reason why things were haunted, but there's nothing about None it. Of that it's anymore. more of I. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got it. So more of the internal. The the log line of the film is the demons you run from are the ones that are inside of you. So it's I possess whatever demon or whatever past that haunts you. Okay. And you kind of don't, you try to bury it. 
So in a way, the PTSD is what's haunting. Well, this no, it's well the the house is haunted, and okay. then there's a backstory that's included in the film of what why the house is haunted. Okay, my character uh, just gets uh, just retired from the military and and purchases this farmhouse because they got it for a, a low cost, um, not, not knowing the backstory of why it was so low yeah. cost. You know, because everybody's like, well, how can you afford this on an army salary? You know. Because it's nice. And, um, and so these five characters, one playing my sister in the movie, one uh, one of her best friends, and then my girlfriend in the movie is their, their sisters, the best friend of their sisters. So it's four people go to this, this farmhouse. And, um, and uh, five people, it's five people. Uh, and, and then one of my, uh, another veteran friend of mine who's actually a psychologist in the film, you know, talking about my character, Tad, my character's Tad. His name's Buckley. Um, he's the one that got COVID that we had to replace. So we, so we replaced him. So he, so these five people go to this house and then my character through the night starts to suffer from PTSD. He starts seeing hallucinations of his sergeant, you know, his lieutenant, lieutenant in the film. So that's, that's a story that starts to meticulate. Then my sister gets possessed by a demon. All of a sudden, it's like this. We have this one story, and then it's like, wait a second, it's, there's a demon. So you don't you you think it's going this way, and then all of a sudden, a demon comes out. So you're like, what what is this? Yeah. So then the demon, since it's my character's sister, tells us to stay the night. You have till six a.m. or else he'll rip her soul out of her body. Oh wow. And the and the reason is he she the demon wants to get to know every for everyone to get to know each other. And, and one of the lines is we already know each other and it's like, do you? And so their secrets throughout the night start coming out. It's not so much about the demon. It's not a demon film. It's about the story of these other characters. Oh, wow. So my character's slowly losing it through the night, but these other characters are, have their own demons that they're dealing with and they all start to intertwine into this one. And the orchestrator is, is the demon. So we're not trying to get rid of the demon. We're not trying to take the possession away. It's not anything about that. It's just what happens to all these characters. And the person that has the demon inside of them, that character, has a secret. So they all, so by the end of the night, you, it all starts to make sense. You know, like, and everything foreshadows everything all the way up through the end of the story. That sounds sick as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah. That, it's that, not your it's, typical. It's not movie. normal. It's not the same. It's not just a no. cookie cutter horror film. No, no, no. It's, no. And, when I, and when I got the script, it, that's what it was. And, uh, and now it is no longer. It's it. I've added characters that are that weren't in there, um, and the levels to each character is. Um, it's we we wrote a film that I haven't seen ever, you know. And, mm. and I wanted to write something that I, I wanted something that I want to watch because I, I see a lot of these horror films, especially coming out on Netflix. I'm like, what is this? Or I got I got a thing about Netflix movies in general. I'm yeah. not a huge fan yeah. at all. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've noticed, I'm, I I get so lost on how Netflix just dishes out hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for these movies, yeah. and I haven't seen a good one. Right. I really haven't. Um, you know? I saw this god awful horror movie. I forgot what it was called. It was about this family that went to like the canyons, and this kid goes off, and there's like these rocks with like some inscriptions on them. And then he gets when he takes him home, he gets haunted or something. The kid is the kid. Have you seen Gotham? 
Yes. Right? It's that Bruce Wayne is the kid, oh, but he's younger yeah. in this movie. And he brings it back, then they get haunted. But it's just such a horrible, horrible movie. Like, the acting's bad, the pacing's bad. The, half the time, I feel like these people are filming on, like, iPhones. The frames per second are wrong. Like, there's 60 frames per second movies, which... It's like a wall. It should be 24, per, 24 frames per second. Um, I My girlfriend, every time she comes over, she's like, oh, let's pick a movie to watch on Netflix. And I'm like, as long as there's no red N on it, we're good. We'll watch it. Exactly. But, and, well, I, and I feel the same way. Yeah, so what, what I found out about Netflix, uh, I think I'm correct on it, but um, just from a friend who tried to sell a film to, to Netflix for, Netflix, when you get the N on it, or if it's Netflix original, mm-hmm. it's a film that either they produced or it's a film that hasn't been shown in any type of film festival and they go to Netflix first. Oh, okay. So it's exclusive. Right. Okay. So they're like, hey, look, I got this film. It hasn't been shown anywhere else. You guys are the first one to see it. Do you guys want to buy it? Then they say, yes, we want to buy it, blah, blah. Then they put the N saying Netflix original. So a lot of times it's not a Netflix, it's a Netflix original, but it's not Netflix produced. So it's, to me that makes more sense. Yeah. Because I love Adam Sandler, yeah. love him to death. Yeah. God, but those are Netflix. Yeah, those are all straight Netflix, hundred yeah. percent Netflix, yeah. and they're they're hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, they're yeah. hard to watch. They're yeah. very. And it's yeah. like you can see why he did it. Right, Adam Sandler loved because he's like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna eat, my yeah. friends are gonna eat. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going on the next one. Yeah, yeah no, I, I love. Next and he's, he's at the point where he's so, so famous that they yeah. just gave him, I think it was a $300 million contract yeah. Yeah. to just dish out like six or seven movies. Yeah. And he probably filmed them all within the same week. Right. And it's like, yeah. to him, it was just going on vacation yeah. and like filming on vacation. And it's yeah. fine. You're doing cheesy comedy. Yeah. Which is, which and you can't get mad at it. Yeah. But it's like, when I, when I see movies on Netflix, like I'm trying to think of like a really, really specific movie. Because I, I personally worked on that thing, which is, it's... um. Really funny, all the stuff you're mentioning, because there's a lot of similarities between both of our stories. It's um, a mixture of Doom and Jurassic Park, essentially. And it's called, a working title is called Hell's Creek. And when you were talking about the, um, your friend who made that movie, that you guys didn't think it was too, too yeah. good, but he did everything. Yeah. I directed a trailer, and it was so hard to yeah. do everything for that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, I, I direct a lot of my commercials. And I, I sometimes get help, and so, I mean sometimes I, it's a couple of days before the client wants to shoot, and it's like, hey, I'm trying to call people for help, whether it's a grip or a gaff or whatever, mm-hmm. and I, they can't do it. I'm here, I am the one man show filming, and we actually yeah. on that last Kia commercial, my camera fell. Oh wow! And I shoot on red, and, and I was gonna say you shoot on red. I see you. Yeah, pictures. dude, I about shit my pants because <laughs> uh, the camera fell off the rails and. Ground. I saw pieces flying everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, my twenty thousand dollar camera's on the ground. And we picked it up, and the monitor broke. Thank God, that was the only thing that broke, which is two thousand dollars. Yeah. But um, just being the one man band, it's it's tough, man. And that's it's why. And that's why I was telling Carl when he wanted to direct this, and I remember when I was like, I was like, dude, I, I don't think you realize how hard it's gonna be yeah. to be one of the lead actors. And direct. and direct, yeah, like, like Ben Affleck didn't uh, didn't, yeah. didn't direct Argo. Yeah. <laughs> he had somebody direct him in Argo and then he put his name on it. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. probably directed maybe a couple. Of yeah, scenes. It's a couple scenes. Uh, but yeah, being the direct, being wearing one, doing act, everything is hor- it's horrible. It's every yeah. every, and that's one of the. We knew that going into I Possess it was going to be hard yeah. because we we did have a crew, but 
we need a big, bigger crew just to yeah. make things. And me and my flow. girl were producing it and acting in it. So yeah. I'm dealing with producer stuff while I'm dealing with my character. And my character's not sane. So, <laughs> and I was kind of, and I'm a joking, fun comedian guy, but, but when I was in this character, even my girlfriend said it, like it took me a while after we got on set to get back to my original. Like I wasn't- You were so locked in. Yeah. But not that I was method or anything that was like this guy walking around all day like that. No, it was just that at the night when I'm shooting my scenes and stuff, but then I'm producing and I'm trying to figure out what, what we've shot. Like I'm doing the shoot schedule. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, we need this. I need to get this actor here by Thursday instead of, you know, Tuesday yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I'm dealing with like that in the middle of my scenes, you know, like it was, it was, it was crazy. And my, my girl's producing too, and she's running around getting stuff for the set, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, doing, doing this and that. And then people are like, Hey, can, can you do this? And she's like, you know, I'm doing this. And then she's got to go up and act. So it was like, yeah, it, it was, was kind of multi, you know, the, the, the multitasking was, was difficult. Jerry's doing a lot of stuff, you know, like all these different things, not only just directing. But it sounds like throughout all like the little happy accidents, you guys kind of came to like the best possible yeah, for like, yeah, it, it definitely the movie looks killer. Yeah, looks, we'll yeah. show you clips off. The, or, okay, yeah. off, off camera. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. yeah. We'll we'll show yeah. you some uh, some good. And what's great is that <laughs> what's funny is that we we're trying to cast the Zoe who plays his, his younger sister, and um, and. Uh, 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 <laughs> We were going to like the actors, you know, and, and I was going through all the actors. We picked like about what about 10 act, 10, 20 actors that off of um off of act actors access. We put a um you know, uh what is it? A casting call a from casting warrant uh for this role. So we got a bunch of actors and we picked about I picked about 20 that were kind of good. And then uh, we picked like a top three, yeah. right? And then I had an actress that I worked with on a project who she books a lot and um, she works a lot. And so um, I knew that her acting would be good. You know, I'm like, okay, we don't, that's like one last person we gotta worry about. There's so many other things we need to worry about. And, and we tried to cast Zoe twice and it kind of just fell through. So we're like, we need to cast character. Yeah, it's de definitely a character that goes from normal to now she's possessed. Now you need to completely have a good level of acting to yeah. do both. So, um, so we went with with uh, the girl that I worked with, and um, and we were supposed to have like a big rehearsal uh, where it was the cast was going to finally meet each other, and we kind of wanted everybody uh, to be on the same page and. A lot of times when you get cast for a film or a show or whatever it is, um, especially if it's a big project, if you get cast as an actor, you don't meet the crew and cast until the day you shoot, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on a low budget indie film. But this was no, 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 on a higher budget is what I'm saying. Like if I get booked for a show, if I get booked for a movie, I'm not going to meet the whole cast until the day no. I walk onto that but set. You, but a lot of times they'll do rehearsal beforehand on a big movie. Yeah, yeah, on on yeah. on a big film, yeah, yeah. But so so we wanted to kind of work, kind of feel each other out and all that stuff. 
and um, she booked a, she booked a Lifetime film. Oh wow! And so so Carl was like, "Man, is she gonna do this to our low budget indie?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so so he got really worried, and because she couldn't make the the, the rehearsal, yeah. the rehearsal was like a big deal to to Carl and I. Uh, to make sure that that everyone's on the same page, of because course. once we get to set, we want to just keep rocking and rolling. We don't have to worry about the act. And I want somebody who believed in the part and believed in the in the in the thing. Yeah, she was a competent actress, but she wasn't right for the actual yeah. part. Yeah, and we, and which we almost did have to settle for, but we but we yeah. had another actress in mind. Yeah, and we ended up convincing Jerry. And so, <laughs> so she was she was my yeah. top three. Yeah, and then uh, uh, and then. Calls like I really like her, man. I just I, I like her a lot, and I was like, ah, oh, because we had got me and my girl had gotten on some zooms with her. Okay, that Jerry wasn't a part of, yeah. so we got to know her. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I feel that's the biggest thing, man. Is it's we, we already know she's a competent actress for her audition, and it's like I want to meet that person. I want to talk with them. I want to find out what their beliefs are, what their their goals are and stuff. And then she just had just this innocence. And I'm like, that's the sister. Yeah. That's my sister. I want to protect this girl. Yeah. yeah. This other girl, I don't want to protect. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always joke. I go, this is a girl that I'm already, I'll protect her now on the phone talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was funny because once he said that, he goes, in the film, I have to want to protect this, this girl, you know? And, and so I'm like, fine. We'll, we'll go with, uh, yeah. we'll go. But with if you, Megan <laughs> Carrasquillo, <laughs> phenomenal actress. Like, so, uh, uh, yeah, man, she, she blew me. And Tammy will say she discovered her. <laughs> Which she, is fine. She, yeah, she, she, she did, in fact, was the one pushing for her from the, the get-go. Yeah. And I was just, I was playing Switzerland. And, 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 and she's the one who gets possessed, right? She does. Yeah. yeah. She's, I mean, she is. So scary? So she's scary? Oh. She's scary, but she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. I like, can't wait. like her, her, uh, her credits don't represent her talent. Okay. So, and sometimes, and that's one thing that I learned, uh, too, is that, uh, um, you know, when you've been doing this a, a while, you always look at someone's credits on IMDb or look at their their, their reel, and you base uh, the talents based yeah. on on what you see on paper and what you've seen. And uh, sometimes uh, that actor or actress hasn't really been given um, a chance to really show their performance, uh, especially when you live in, in Los Angeles. There's so many actors, and there's there's uh, a very small chance of you to really showcase your performance uh, because if you don't shine in the audition, uh, whether you get nervous or whatever it is, and you really don't get to shine and show your actual talents on, on, on a show or on a film. So when when she came and, and we did the rehearsal, I was like, no. Yeah, he looks amazing. Like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dude, great job. And then once we started filming, it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a no brainer. It was like a star in the making. Yeah. yeah. Our, the, the cast is, is perfect for, for what we have, what we did. Yeah. It's um, exciting. Everybody, it's a character, especially my character is not, if anybody knows me just as a stand up, which is kind of funny. Some people didn't know me as a stand up at all, yeah. which was kind of good. Like Megan didn't know yeah. that I was a stand up. I enjoyed that. That she didn't know that I, because they were like, he's a comedian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's no way this yeah. guy's a comedian. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's, and it's funny because why we do this 
is because there's nothing really going on down here that can, I mean, there's there's little stuff that you can you know audition for and do that stuff. Yeah. But but when but when are you gonna cat when you're gonna be the lead in a feature film that you want to see is when you write it and you direct it. and people are like you put your girlfriend in. Yeah, because we want we want to be in it, you know? yeah. and, and she was perfect for the role. She did. She she was. It wasn't like I just threw my girlfriend. Yeah, in. is your girlfriend your wife? Um, no, no, not, not not yet. No, no, in the movie. In the movie. No, no, no. The, the one that plays my girlfriend is another actress I worked with. She was the lead in a romantic comedy. Oh, okay. So I I casted her basically off of that um, to come in and play this this role with my girlfriend. Um, she was she's she was more fit for the part because uh, the, the 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 part of my girlfriend is a little rougher around the edges. Yeah, and and the point of the the part of her sister that plays is more of a bubbly, which is funny. Blonde um, uh, doesn't curse, doesn't really you know drink a lot, doesn't party. She's just a you know old yeah. soul. And um, and she that's it's actually what I had started dating my girlfriend like two years ago. And I had this script and I was like, I have this part that's you, you know, yeah. I was like, this is you. So just be you, you know, and she's a newer actress. She's a new actress. She only had done one other thing and she came in and, and she, she did well. She did very, she, she, she nailed her role, you know, and, and, and she really, she really studied. She tried as hard. She was definitely green because she didn't know the, the, the being in front of camera, like the angle, why we're doing a wide shot, this and that. And, uh, but her performance was great. She knew how to perform, you know? Um, so all of our acting and everybody in there is, 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 is next level. It's, you're not going to go, wow, this is, this is bad acting, but a good script, you know, it's yeah. not going to be, or bad script, oh, pretty good acting. You know, I feel like we captured both. Yeah. I, That's I, what you always want to do, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think for, for the, uh, budget and for, just everything kind of just worked out, and and this is yeah. this is the start of many more. Yeah, and then we fun. shot to show what we can do, what That's we're exciting. capable of doing. Yeah, and 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 I know that people are gonna see this film and be like, "You, where where'd you guys shoot this? You're South Florida. You're you know you did this on what? You know, and it's not." It's not like we did it on pennies, you know. We yeah, just yeah, have yeah. a micro budget or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, we're in debt. <laughs> I'm in debt. I sold my car for this. Um, yeah, I sold my car. And, like I'm all in. You know, we're all in. Me, and my girl, all in. Our partner, Warren Kirschbaum, who uh, who plays our real estate agent in it. Um, he's an investor. He's our one of our executive producers. He came on. He he basically he's a, he's doing stand up comedy, but he's also a lawyer and. Uh, I had done a couple shows for him and then I was doing a one show and he saw that I posted, I, I sold my car. He mm -hmm. goes, you sold your car for this? I'm like, yeah. He goes, are you looking for any other producers? And I was like, yeah, you know? And then, so we talked and he goes, and goes, all right, let me read the script. And so he read the script, calls me the next day. He's like, yeah, I want it. Wow. Just from that, just from the, the fact that he saw my, my willingness to just be all in. And then when once reading the script, like, okay, I couldn't put it down. You know, I could I couldn't stop reading from till the end. And then he came on board. So so it made it you know made it a little easier for us, especially, you know. Of course. Um, but uh 
but yeah, for for the for the amount of budget, it's not it's gonna look in the millions easily. I mean, it's a million it's a it's a million dollar film. We shot on Reds. We shoot we shot yeah. on. Shot awesome. I mean, it, like Show I couldn't have, our set I, our farmhouse. I couldn't have built a better set. Like, yeah. This this we catered. I had to do some rewrites on the story because it was originally supposed to be a lake house, but I catered around the farmhouse, which made it even better. Yeah, they had a giant cross in the beginning. In, in, oh, it's perfect. Already there when yeah. I got there. I'm like right that in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they had they have a big barn, they have a big bonfire. Like I'm like, okay, well we got to stay outside before and and get a get get this whole scenery before we're inside. We can't leave. You know, so we did all that stuff. Yeah. So, but but it, it's yeah, inside is big. It's multi level. We 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 had beautiful beautiful. Yeah, if you're gonna shoot a, a one house horror film, this is this no is place. Yeah, I was like, uh, like you couldn't. I couldn't have built a better set. Yeah, say, you know? and does your is your horror movie set in Florida or is it like it's, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it, it's yeah. Florida it the matter. southeast. Oh, okay okay yeah. okay. okay. I would, it doesn't it doesn't yeah I would a farm. I, would, I wouldn't even say it was Florida because we're using a fireplace. You know? Okay. So why would you use a fireplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a farm. We don't really say yeah cool. and there's not really that many because we're in Lake Placid there wasn't that many palm trees. There's a lot more no. there's a lot of pine trees. And, yeah. um, if you're from Florida, then you're like, mm, yeah, it's probably Florida, but it could be Louisiana, it could be Alabama, it could be the Southeast, it could be anywhere, really. Um, but if you're from Florida, you, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that kind of music. That's for Because like, yeah. you can pick out, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're from Florida, you're like, yeah. well, it's definitely Florida. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, I have a good eye for that. Story. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it, was just, it was just a phenomenal experience. I'm glad that Carl asked me to direct it. Um, it was my first feature uh, directing. And uh, it's just, it's everything that I imagined and, and more, man. It was, it was awesome. So. I'm, I'm super, from, based on everything you guys have said, I'm extremely excited to watch the yeah, movie. Um, where, where is it going to release? Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. What we're going to do, what we're going to do first is um, go for the top tier festivals. We're not going to do, we're not even going to try and do a festival run like a low key we're not looking for awards. We're going straight to cons. Yeah, yeah it, we, it's, it's cons worthy, it, um, the content of it. It's not just a horror film. It's a psychological thriller. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what happens in it is definitely cons worthy. Will it happen? It's hard. It's a, it's a tough call. But we'll try Toronto. We'll try South by Southwest. We'll try the big ones, all the big ones. If not, we're going to definitely go to AFM. We're going we're gonna to shop it around. I got some connects that I can get in front of. I feel it's going to be one of those movies. It's like Tarantino said, if you make a badass film, people are going to keep watching. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I feel like we're making a badass film. That's exciting. And I feel like um, when people, the right people see it, if I can get it in front of the right eyes, then it's like, okay. That's all that matters. It be, yeah. yeah. That's, what's always, that's what I was, I've always said. I've always just wanted to get in front of the right eyes because that's all you need. Just that one person to see it or yeah. really... It, it's I think that especially throughout this process and just throughout me being in, in, in the film world in general is that you you have to go out and get it man like you can't be passive you can't wait for someone to give you an opportunity mm -hmm. because it's never gonna come yeah so uh, you really got to go out and hustle uh, if you want to be a director or you want to be an actor or whatever you want to do uh, you just got to go out there and make connections um, do your own stuff um, it's going to be shit at first, 
whether you're acting or directing or whatever, cinematography, yeah. Yeah. whatever you're gonna, whatever you're doing, you just have to be okay with not being good. Yeah, and learn from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as you learn from everything you've done, yeah. which is what led us to this point. Well, yeah, this circle back to each other. So this is our first film, but it's not our first film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. This is this is this is twelve, third years. Well, 10 for years him, yeah, I've been in this for 12, 13 of years. Films to get to this point. But if you could have one film on your IMDb, it's this one. That's it. That's and it. That's all I would need I, to get me started. Um, everything else I've done is is. It's, it's stuff I, I, I enjoy and um, I'm proud of, you know, because I did it. Um, and some of the stuff on there I wrote, like a little web series and stuff. Um, but this is this is an accumulation of a few years of work for me. That I've been at this probably three years getting this movie produced. Longer than that, if you take the initial. I wrote some scripts after that in between it. Um, but... This has been like a journey to, to, cause I feel like this is just the beginning for us. Yeah. You know, when people are, our goal is somebody being like, okay, you, you did this on not a crazy budget. We do something. What do you, what else you got? As a matter of fact, I got some other stuff. Can you do that like that? Yeah. Get my same team. Let's do it. So that's our ultimate goal. Yeah. And and we shot this film because of the budget wise, we knew we can shoot it within a certain because it's budget. The one house. Because it's one location, five mm-hmm. actors. Um, well, there's actually about, there's twelve total. There's twelve total, but five main actors. The other actors just come and go. Um, but it was doable because of the location and because of the cast, the, the amount of the cast. So this was the best choice to shoot for the yeah. budget. Um, just just to showcase what we can do with with a without X budget. Best best to shoot without um, sacrificing anything. Yeah. Without cutting corners. Yeah. And like, is it practical effect heavy or like special effect heavy? Uh, practical. practical. Yeah. That's Everything. Exactly. So so I I cool. wanted to make it as real and yeah. as possible. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't like CGI much. Yeah. If I have to insert yeah. some CGI here and there, but uh, I don't. I don't watch CGI films much. And even though a lot of CGI is in films, but like if it's like CGI heavy, um, it's just not my, it's just not my genre that I like to watch. So, um, so I I told Carl, I kind of want to do everything practical if we can do it. So, I mean, there's a, there's a scene where, where he gets lifted, lifted. Like we had these builders that I met Tim from, um, shoot, I can't think of their, his company right now. Work. Woodworks, Woodworks, Tim Woodworks. I Tim think. Woodworks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Placid, I had done a show. We did a show at the actual location, this farmhouse. Thing. Yeah. Um, we did in the barn. We we did a stand up show. Oh, I think I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. I think you posted that on your Instagram. Oh, did I? Yeah. 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 So he comes up to me at the show. He goes, "Can I help out? You know, what are you, what are you doing?" He's like, "Why? Well, you know, builds we build stuff. We're one of the biggest builders in the area." I was like, "Yeah, we need this, that, breakaway table. We need all this thing." They built it for us. Yeah, wow. on set, hanging out. Yeah, um, nicest people did yeah. everything. Amazing, yeah, man. Everything. Amazing and people. Only, only charged, even only charged me for materials. Wow. Just wanted to be a part of it. Like that's that's the people we were dealing with that just wanted yeah. to be. It was just everything just flowed. 
That's yeah, good. And, and when we were able to do our practical stuff the way we wanted it to, and yeah, because we were a little worried about the lift and how it was going to look, and we didn't want we didn't want to cheat it, you know. And yeah. Like, okay. She. He's a feeder. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like we could have like cheated it easily. Yeah. We're like. He gets lifted, and all of a sudden, I cut to his feet dangling. Yeah. You want to feel like, but I said, "Call." I said, "I don't want." Yeah. I was like, "I don't want to do that, man." So like, those wires. Like, yeah. yeah. So we harnessed it. Yeah. It, we went the whole nine. And, yeah. And the guys worked real hard for yeah, that, man, and it lift my big ass up. Yeah, because he's two two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah. So yeah, he's a big dude, you know. And uh, and yeah, man, it came out killer, dude. Yeah, it was it was very much so, uh, and we made sure that. The stunts that were that was probably the biggest stunt with you being lifted and you yeah. falling. Um, we all had some stunts. We all yeah, had, most of most of the actors. Yeah, did. but it was main, mainly uh, we wanted to have the story be the main purpose. Of course, mm -hmm. the stunts is cool and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, so once it's all cut and done, and uh, yeah. so so far, I mean, I'm I'm actually doing the editing right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing the rough editing. Um, of just just the actual visual and, and some of the audio. Just the structure together. Yeah, just to structure it up and cutting that up. And then from there it goes to the sound guy, then from there it goes to the score, and then from there it goes to the color grade. And after that, it's special effects guy. So yeah, so there's still- and We're gonna test audience, um, which you more than welcome to be a part yeah. of. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Love to. We're gonna test audience and then get the get the notes and then see, see to improve it, you know? Because um, me, him, and Tammy are, you know, close to it, and we're watching the edits. You yeah, know, but we want, we definitely want outside. Of course, yeah. Because so, we're not married. Yeah, right? yeah. So, <laughs> so what I what I do with my edits, like I'll edit like a scene or whatever, or I'll edit a, like I had like my uh, had my my nieces come over there. They're eighteen, and and uh, had them watch the first thirty minutes of the film, and uh, they're like. More, do you have it? And I'm like, ah, oh, this is where I'm at. I don't have more. They're like, oh, so which it was actually the first fresh eyes that someone has seen the movie that I haven't showed either my wife or my daughter or my sister because we all live in the same house or Carl. Um, where I'll edit a thing, I'm like, hey, can we have this? You know? like, yeah, it's good, it's good. But to get some fresh eyes on it, um, it really okay. I'm like, okay, the pacing is good. Uh, they're asking the right questions like what's what you mean so and just watching them it, i felt like um it's it's where it's at you know especially once the scoring the color it's just yeah. it's uh it's raw yeah man like I, i'm i'm really proud of this film the fact yeah. that that you know we put something on paper we got the people to play the parts that are on the paper yeah. we got the people Which, to help out a little bit of a curveball I, yeah. I had a mini panic attack before on day one yeah so that was it that was fun yeah he had a panic attack yeah i never had a panic attack it was crazy yeah it was just, it was it was very overwhelming and, and we've learned man we learned like just from this film uh you know what what we need for our next film yeah. Uh, yeah, and what and what what people that what uh, areas we could do better in. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I know you guys just finished this film, and it's a huge. It's already talking about, but is there a oh, next yeah. film in mind? Oh, yeah, there's yeah. already. I, well, I have three scripts. Okay. Um, and one TV show script. There's okay. Got a couple episodes already written, but wow. um, the three scripts are it's one's horror comedy, 
It's called Ghost Killers. Okay. This, this team of um, it's it's really funny. I wanted to make it as scarier, but it's 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 more funny than scary. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a both genre about these ghost hunters that go that try and shoot a reality TV show. Um, and then I got uh, one called Gated, which I think will be my biggest one, which need a, a higher budget and probably get higher level actors, maybe even make it SAG or whatever. Because it's about a suburban uh, serial killer that runs rampant inside a gated community. Oh wow! Yeah, so you have the it's it's dark comedy, um, but it's it's very dark, and you don't know who the killer is. You you don't know if it's outside the gate or inside the gate. And, com- and I have a joke in my act about gated communities. It's like my biggest joke. Yeah. It always gets to laugh and always I sell shirts about it after. So I'm like, I gotta write a film about this. You know, right around that. So I wrote it around that that joke. Yeah. And this whole this whole world of gated communities. And like er- I always say, everybody inside the gate, the people that die, like you want dead. So I'm always rooting for the kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the anti-hero, like yeah. Jesus, I'm kind of rooting for that guy. <laughs> they're all, because you know the people in the gay community, yeah, it's duty. Yeah. But there's, yeah, and it's, they're embellished, obviously, the characters, personalities and stuff. And then I got a, another one, which might be the next one, that's just straight horror. Okay. Um, just about this, uh, this, this guy who wakes up in the middle of, uh, in the forest, as a, and he's bleeding, and starts getting haunted by all these um, all these uh, girls and uh, he's trying to retrace his steps and doesn't know what and he meets this other girl who tries to help him on his journey and doesn't know what he's there for why is he being haunted by these girls why and he, he thinks he's like a, a detective trying to find these missing girls and wow. all this stuff happens where you kind of figure out what, what, why he's you know but it's straight up he's getting tortured like it's 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 not a, there's no funny moments and it's it's a dark gray film um that to wow. keep it on that horror. where is that coming from I know. <laughs> 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 this is actually pretty actually well, i possess a little dark too well right? i'm gonna tell you something those are the movies that get me the most interested like i i love comic book movies i love thrillers but i tell my girlfriend all the time whenever we're like stuck on what to watch I'm like let's let's look up what on whatever Twitter or whatever what is the scariest movie people yeah, have seen yeah. and I, I've tried I've seen what everybody's top of the list scary movies yeah, yeah. I just don't get scared by them yeah, anymore because right, I'm yeah. just like so I I'm, I always the problem with me especially in film school I could, you guys could probably relate your directors on that um, whenever you're watching a movie you could expect everything that's about to happen yeah. you, you could predict I'm the, I'm the worst person to watch a movie with yeah. I'm going to tell my girlfriend like, look in two seconds I promise you this is going to yeah, happen yeah. and then it'll, yeah. it'll happen in this one there's and somebody like you will be perfect to watch our film there's moments you might grasp but in in the end it, it's going to be like wait a second and I guarantee and that's I think that's every film goer yeah. If we edit it, yeah, right. yeah, 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 we, yeah. That the whole thing is is for you to kind of, especially for someone like you or knowing something's wrong, knowing like you know, especially when you watch it, someone who pays attention. Like, cause I had my I had my cousin watch it, and then I had my my one niece. She's a twin. The one uh, my cousin watched it, and then my one twin was watching with the other twin, and uh, the one twin is like one who kind of like really pays attention to everything. The other yeah. twin doesn't do anything. And she was catching everything. The other twin wasn't. So it's like you can tell the people who are paying attention are going to catch things 
Um, but at the end, it's not really what. I mean, yeah. you may. I don't know. You may. Ho- hopefully, you don't. Yeah. But um, I'm excited. Yeah. Definitely not. And and every line means something. That's foreshadowing. Yeah. To, to later scenes that's and good. everything you see around you. Like yeah. Something. So, that's so when you rewind or rewatch, you're like, yeah. uh, okay. That's yeah. why that's there. That's why that, that's yeah. all. All our all our our we have antiques that are strategically placed, and there's stuff that's. Oh wow, that sign that makes sense for that, you know. Yeah, like there's little little Easter eggs. Is there any movie that you can like refer back to as a little bit of inspiration for this movie? Um, you you know it's the it's feel like, of it. Yeah, the the tone. Yeah, it was imitation. It's yeah. not really the tone, but it's Did, kind have of, you seen the invitation? On, it's the one with the masks, right? On, people, the people that were like in the in the, no, uh, the cults, the cult imitate. It takes place in one house. Is it where like it's like a guy and a girl in, a, in like a house and like people just show up? I think that's strangers. Yeah, strangers. That's strangers. That's no, strangers. This, this one it got this got really good ratings, but I okay. just we just thought it was boring. It, dra- it dragged. It, was it dragged drag. a lot. I I watched it only to see what the ending was. Yeah, um, it was good to start off, but then it started to drag. But it takes place where a bunch of friends are in this house. Um, they're older and they're having like a party. Yeah, and everybody's party. weird. Yeah, yeah, everybody's and weird. It's like, well, why are all these people weird? It's got that vibe um, towards some of some of the, like my character and some to be like something about that guy. Yeah. You know, like it's very weird, but you want to get to know it more. But but the but the scenes move quicker. Okay. And and there's more of a scary moment, scary moments in between. Mm-hmm. You know, not some not scary for someone like you, but but in anticipating something's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't happen. So yeah, it's yeah. like wait a second, or something's happening. It's like wait, did I just see that? Yep. Okay, but it's all it's all gonna lead up to right. a certain level, and then so you get that, so you get that. But the, the inspiration to write this particular thing came from just my friend's script on his bones of it. I just liked the whole fact that it was older, a group of older people going to a farmhouse and not kids at a at something some frat, and right? then yeah, they all yeah. get hacked up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I like that element that it's older people and they do older things. But yeah, there's. Uh, our guy once smokes weed and stuff and this and that but and they're drinkers and stuff but they're all with these these they're dealing with their secrets that older people you know deal with um what my like my girlfriend's character uh, had an abortion she's being haunted by this little girl you know, so i get it so you have like you have a real demon but then the real enemy is the personal demon. yeah yeah right there you go that's uh, the I, demon that right. you run from is yeah. Inside of you. yeah yeah and then yeah. and then it's like then my character wants to protect that character so he can't let any other characters leave so like there's there's yeah. it's like there's one of the lines that the character comes to mind and he's like i just want to know if i'm being haunted or being held hostage by a demon or by you you know, oh, wow. to my character yeah, yeah so it's like you know yeah so it's like that kind of level of like wait Damn. are we afraid of the demon or are we afraid of this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. who are we afraid of here right. so you, yeah you got two different you know uh, battle battles going on two yeah. different groups of villains maybe yeah. you know and the the film what's it aiming for runtime is that horror movie definitely classic 90, 90 minutes definitely 90 my good you know the most 100 minutes okay um, but it's pacing really well right yeah now. Awesome. it's pacing a minute or two under right now which yeah. is good because i the, the script itself is 88 pages 
Um, but we want to hit 90. Max 94 is, is my goal. I don't want to go past 94. That's like the golden rule for horror movies is an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely, I think it's, it's definitely, we definitely have, it's interesting because I think it's a, a lot of mixture. I think it's, um, what's that one where that girl loses her head? Um, Hereditary? Yeah. That's it, a fantastic. Right. That, that movie is one of the movies that fucked yeah, me up. It's got those elements because yeah. it's a drama too. Like mm-hmm. There's there's these stories from the character. So you yeah. have that element of hereditary. Um, but. That is linked to that. Disconnected. Yeah, my and my girlfriend always says, Tammy always says, um, I want when I watch the scene, I want to feel something. So she's a great barometer on bringing her in on the scenes. Yeah, where she's like, okay, I want to feel something on the scene, you know. So when she watches, she'll watch the edits or whatever, and be like, okay, I felt that. Yeah, wow, I got goosebumps, or you know. So if she feels something, that's a good barometer of because it's a very emotional movie. Like it's a very, I think people will watch it and be like, and have some, maybe even dealing with some of this stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. That was a whole, that was one of the points too, is, is one of, one of these characters, maybe you're dealing with something that one of these characters are dealing with and maybe you're trying to push it down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to make you feel uncomfortable (laughs) uh, because if you're dealing with it, you don't relate to it. If you're you're dealing with it, you're like, uh, I really didn't like that movie. Why? I don't know. I just did it. You know. And, and we definitely have a bit of the horror side of the element because it, it is we it is gory at times. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask that. A little gory. bit of gore, a little bit. Yeah, but it's nothing. Not, you know, we're not doing it just to make gore. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason for everything because we wanted it raw too. It's got to be raw. It's got to feel like it happened. You know, mm-hmm. and not. You know, because it's, it's a weird, it's a crazy movie. So it's like, yeah, it's going to, we have cursing. Yeah, it's rated R. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we're not going to try and cookie coat everything. The story's there. But yeah, there's that gore element to it. You know, just a little bit, but, you know, enough to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch that for some people that, yeah. you know. I've always had a question for because I've always wanted to be on set of a horror movie because too bad we didn't meet before. Nah, yeah. <laughs> we had a few people who come up and just hang out. No, because I've always wondered if it's scary to film horror movies. <laughs> like, uh, certain that's types. That's so funny. It's it's not, well, so it's it's funny because as because you're going through film school, you know, um, the set always has to be exposed yeah. correctly for the camera. So. As much as when you watch a film and they feel dark, um, when you're on set, you have to be exposed correctly. Yeah, so it's, all, it's, I, be, it's all the ISO on the camera. So it's it yeah. it's going to be, I mean, the, 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 the f-stop of the lens, whether you want to shoot in low light or whatever it is, the actual picture itself needs, needs to be exposed correctly. Yeah. Um, so it's always brighter than what it really is, mm-hmm. uh, than the end product. Yep. Uh, so... It's not really, except for there is one, uh, there is one, um, I remember Brad, our, our, our director of photography, um, he was filming the possessed, uh, Zoe possessed, and there's a scene where she starts to like laugh uncontrollably, and it's like this weird angle, and um, uh, we're shooting on an 18 lens, I think, and it's like very like, just, it feels weird, but 
uh, the way she looked and the way she looked at the camera, <laughs> like Brad after he was done filming her, he was like, that creeped me out. You know, he's like, you know, he's like that felt. Uh, he's like, oh, that was he like, and he was and he was the one that was it was controlling the camera. Yeah. And uh, I had one one moment where I was legit scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's when. Was it when you were writing the checks for everybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, <laughs> some of these uh, expenses. Yeah. I'll say. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, the one moment, it's a bit of a spoiler um, when the Creole man is coming at me. Okay, well, I'll so just I'll, say, I'll mute this part. Yeah. Um, well, there's a scene where this, uh, this, this Creole. We call him the Creole Man. He's like a six foot three pro wrestler. His name's Jack Covington. He's in my film, mm-hmm. and um, and he comes out of the shower. My characters hear something in the shower, and he's just walking over, and he comes darting out of the shower and grabs gravity. Oh. The, the whole scene, he grabs me, and we start wrestling, whatever. But when I was walking, to, and I saw the first time I saw him come out, I was like, oh, oh shit. Like, like, it literally, I was like, we got to get that shot. I was like, that's the shot the audience has to see, because I was just, yeah, 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 it was your football days coming oh back. My God. God. It was, yeah, it was like, don't hit me. Because <laughs> yeah, he darted out of the shower, and I was like, that's scary. Yeah, no, that's terrifying. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, we had fun, man. It was, it was, you know, it, it, it's funny because um, every time, whether I'm an actor, whether I'm a director or just a cinematographer on set, uh, I always tell people um, it goes by so fast, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it's it, from an actor's point of view, you know, you, you get the audition, you do the audition, you get booked, right? It's like oh, all this work to do the audition, then you get the call back, you get it, right? And then all of a sudden you're preparing for this role, like you're doing all this meaty stuff, and then you get to set, and then you're acting, and you're so into it. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, and then you're wrapped. And it's like, holy shit, like, what just happened here? It happened so fast that, and I remember telling Carl when we were in pre-production of, of this movie, you I mean we were what three, four months out? We're like, oh man, we're like, like we're counting down the days, and then all of a sudden, like, dude, we're a week out, we're a week out, and we're like all pumped. All of a sudden, we're at the location, we're like, dude, we're at, we're actually here, and all of a sudden, like two weeks in, we're like, man, wow, I can't we have two weeks left? And then all of a sudden, we're done, and we look at each other, we're like, holy shit, man, like that flew by. Now it feels like it was forever ago. Yeah. Um, and it's like you, you have to really, and you want to do it again. Like you, like, like it was, it was, I, I, cause I had been on a lot of stuff before and, and I knew, and the location was so beautiful. Like I knew a few times where I just take a step back. I walked outside alone and just looked at everything and just, just sat there and went, holy shit, I can't believe we put this together. You know, no. like we're really doing it. Did that a few times, got to really take it all in. Cause a lot of times you don't. Yeah. And it's like, do that. Cause you never know if, you, if or when you're going to be back doing that. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and I think, and I think ours was a little, little good too. Cause I've been on some stuff where I'm like, mm, I don't know how this is going to cut. I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel good. But I feel like our film, a week in, you could just see everybody like, damn, 
shooting something pretty good. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you know, when you go on, you're like, okay, these are good scenes, you know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, that's pretty good. Holy shit, that's great. Holy yeah. shit. And then you could see like the, the cook and the, and the yeah. makeup and like, oh shit, the sound guy. Yeah. So the first day, the first day took a long time, right? Um, the first yeah. day was, uh, uh, it was shot at night. Well, we shot some scenes during the day, yeah. but uh, we shot some some scenes at night, and it took long longer than anticipated. And I remember the sound guy. Uh, we had a meet, meeting the next day, and he was like, uh, "He goes, you know, if we go at this pace, we're not going to f- finish the film." And I looked at Carl. I said, "I said, I put like a fire in my ass." I'm yeah. like, "I was like, oh, we're going to finish, and we're going to finish a day." and 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 sure enough man we made our days and then and then we had one big scene one barn scene where it was it's filmed outside uh well not outside but it's filmed in the barn the barn happens to be lights all around lights all around and uh it was literally the only day that it rained while we were shooting the whole month and it was the outside scene and we were on such a schedule that we had to kind of just make sure that we were on tight schedule and uh it started to rain and the barn had a tin roof mm. so and there's dialogue so there's no way of getting around uh you know the the bane on the tin roof with the dialogue just wouldn't it just wouldn't sound right so we had a literally we had to call it just we had called, to called it. it and we switched some carl did man he <laughs> man he did magic with the schedule as far as what to shoot, when to shoot, and he kind of went through everything. He was like, okay, we can move this here, move this here, move this here. And it actually, it worked out great because we shot uh, a couple scenes. And the barn scene we shot almost towards the end, which which, which was better because all our characters knew each other better. Yeah. Okay. And it was more, it's a party scene, a fun scene. Yeah. So everybody okay. got along better. And yeah. It was like we were more gelled in that scene. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. actually better to shoot that later. Yeah, so like little things like that. I don't that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, and I, I, I remember before we were out still calling, like, look, things are gonna happen. They always happen on set. Uh, then we lose an actor three days before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say, yeah, <laughs> like this. Your main guy. Yeah. Biggest fear. Yeah. That. that was the one biggest fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was getting sick. Was someone getting sick yeah. before? And we had turn. all had COVID before that, so it was perfect. We all heard immunized. Yeah, so, so we all had like, So we're like, nobody's getting it. You know what I mean? We were like, we, and then all of a sudden, yeah. one of the main, which who, who he didn't get COVID when we got COVID, but um, yeah, it was weird. We yeah. went through rehearsal, rehearsals, and we all got, I think my girlfriend gave it to us all, which is good. I wanted us to get it. <laughs> get it out of the way. <laughs> that was uh, less worried. I, and then, uh, so we were all fine. He was out there too. I'm just saying, did you catch it? it was really, yeah. And then caught it later. Yeah. It's just timing. It's, it's, it's amazing how things work. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Came together. It did. Yeah. Now, let me ask you guys, two directors. You guys have been in the field for so long. I want to show you what I did. Okay. Yeah, for sure. See. Yeah. I'm going to show you just a quick little trailer that I put together. Cool. I was like, you know what? Let me try to make a... This all happened. It's actually a really funny story. So... I hate running. I, I, I go to the gym. I can see you, you both go to the gym also. Um, I lift weights. That's my thing. I played basketball for so many years. And um, 
it was COVID, it was pandemic, we were shut down for a couple months. Um, I was I was working at AT&T at the time. I was really blessed to be working there because they paid the entire time. Wow. I got paid full, everything, cool. nothing. I was getting paid to play COD, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was bored at home and my girlfriend, unfortunately, she was at a diner and diners are brutal. Like yeah. they will make you work through anything. Yeah. And so she was still working. So I just found myself, I can't hang out with my friends. I can't go to the gym because the gym's closed. I can't do anything. The, even the basketball courts were closed. I was like, what do I do? I'm tired of playing video games. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna start running. And um, I picked up the hobby of running and I'm a person that makes a story out of anything. Mm -hmm. Like I'll see a cat missing a foot and I could somehow imagine this <laughs> 10 season story arc or whatever. <laughs> and, but no, so I started running and I have uh, huge passions in my life, which are, I love video games, I love movies. In particular, I love dinosaurs also. So I came up, um, I love Jurassic Park. So as I'm running, I, uh, I ran, this run was 10 miles long. So I ran from here to, you know where the YMCA is? Regional YMCA? No. It's, um. Oh, the one in Weston? The one in Weston. All the way. Well, yeah, yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off of Griffin Road? Mm-hmm. So I ran all the way there. And uh, on my way there, I started seeing these construction zones. And I'm like, hmm. Like, imagine how cool it would be. I'm like, let me try to create a story or something. If there's like an underground lab they're trying to cover up or something cool like that. And then I start going through and there's like this weird stuff that they were trying to build in a lake. And I'm like, imagine if the lab is under a lake. So I'm putting all these stuff together and I've always had this really, really crazy fantasy where like, I know it's stupid, but like if they ever bring back dinosaurs, I want to be put in an island with a bloodthirsty T-Rex and have it chase me and maybe give me give me a point A to point B to escape. And I just want to feel that. <laughs> I've always had that. Okay. And my best friend shares that fear with me, which is crazy. And um, so I, I start coming up with a story and essentially it's, it's a working title called Hell's Creek. And it's pretty much about in the 1940s, the Nazis were essentially trying to create a bio... Bio, they found a way to bring back the dinosaurs, in particular raptors, because they were studying how um, incredible pack hunters they were and how useful they would be if they can get trained. Um, so they, they, they were figuring out and they figured out how to bring them back in terms of like they were creating essentially sleeves. I call them sleeves because they're the body of a raptor. But the problem they were facing was that they were dying within 10 minutes of coming back. So the Nazis were actually in real life, they were obsessed with the occult. So they were obsessed with demons, they were obsessed with like hell, they were obsessed with all this stuff. So I started thinking about like, well, how cool would it be if one of the characters, if the Nazis were creating a way, so like, okay, so they're, they're dying right away. What if in the 15 minutes they're here, we sacrifice somebody in like some weird ritualistic manner to possess that dinosaur with their soul? And essentially that's what they're getting close to doing. But before they can do it, you know, U.S. invades Italy and then it kind of goes to shit. So the main villain, um, I took two of the most famous Nazi names and put them together. So his name's Heinrich Eichmann, Dr. Heinrich Eichmann. Um, he takes all the files because he was there as a prodigy student. He was only 20 when this was happening. And he takes all the files and he flees to the U.S. disguised as a Jew. And he spends his whole time in the U.S. going to MIT, becoming, he, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, the U.S. took everything from me. He's going to find a way to kind of hit us back. So he spends his whole time working on being a biochemist. He became one of the leading biochemists in MIT. And in, in his free time, he would he, he's looking for these like artifacts, these, these hell artifacts around the world. So that's what he would do. He would go on like, these excursions, whatever. And essentially, that's what's happening with the main villain. And then at the same time, while this is happening, 
main character, which is why I'm saying there's a lot of similarities with yours, is he's a retired Navy SEAL. He retired because he saw his friend's legs get blown off and he didn't want his wife to go what his best friend went through. Mm-hmm. So he has a best friend. They all live in the same town. I have it in, set in, in Montana or in, in North Dakota because it's like a mountain town. And essentially they're, they're living in this town and he starts noticing some weird stuff going on. And I, ha- I have it taking place because a lot of TV shows nowadays are take place in the 80s or current days. It's just it's popular now. Mm-hmm. I have it set in 2000. Because I'm like, in 2000, yeah, there's technology, but it's not like, there's no yeah. high-definition cameras. There's no right. high-definition anything. Right. So people can still get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I have it set in 2000, and he's just living in a town, and he suffers with PTSD as well. And his dad was a SEAL. His dad was in, in the Cold War. His dad, like, in the back, I don't know if you can see that, I have the three separate timelines. I have the timeline for the main character, the timeline for Eichmann, and the timeline for the, the company, which I'll get to in, in a second. And I have it. From the beginning to the end and where they intersect at one point and so he he's just noticing these weird things but um he keeps them to himself because he he has been known to have these episodes so eichmann's doing all these things and you know the u.s had a really you know didn't do too well in nam so after vietnam the u.s created a, a, a program to create super soldiers and it wasn't working. They were creating these dudes. They would come out like grotesque and die. They would get cancer. All these things were not working. So they take on, they want to hire a bioengineer to see to help them. Who do they hire? They hire the, the leading bioengineer, Eichmann, Eichmann. He comes on and he's like, what if I tell you we don't have to put American lives at stake? So they, they immediately buy up the idea. He tells them this plan. They call him crazy. He shows results. They gave him a facility in North Dakota in the same town as him. Um, I call the facility Meridian. So the whole thing is the first episode, which I did script for, and I entered it into like some screenwriting festivals. This was before I took any screen um, script writing classes. So it was a really bad written script, but I think it's a good script. And um, in the whole episode, it's pretty much like they're having this ground op- uh, grand opening. Cause it's a small town. Everybody knows each other. They're having a grand opening for this new uh, state-of-the-art hospital or cancer research facility called Meridian Research Facility. And they they... They're having this grand opening and they're introducing Eichmann to the everyone. They're like, look, he's going to be working. This guy's going to create crazy strides and put our town on the map. Um, but realistically, everybody's shady. The mayor's in on it. Everyone's in on it. It's whatever. So he's working with this company called America of Tomorrow. That's a sub-branch of the military that's like under the books. Nobody knows about it. The president doesn't know about it. And he's taking this opportunity to like, let me trick these fuckers into giving me the money to develop what I started and I'll finally finish what I started mm-hmm. in, in creating in this, these bioweapons, which are essentially raptors possessed by demons that he harnesses himself. And the whole show, the premise is around, um, I don't have a name for the main character yet. On the thing, you'll see it says MC. Um, but I, I, I've called him John, just because it's right. Johnny Appleseed, whatever. Right. So John, the main character, he, he just goes on, on like an errand and he notices weird things happening. He doesn't like this Eichmann character. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to his wife, he's like, hey, this is weird. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, this, this something doesn't feel right. She's like, honey, like, relax, whatever. So she tries to downplay everything he ever says. And so he goes talk to his best friend, who in this case, his best friend is missing a leg, has a prosthetic leg. And he's like, listen, bro, like, I'm just so out of it right now. Like, they've been retired for two years together. They both served in so many, in like, little, in like, battles together. 
So he takes it upon himself to go research. And um, he starts noticing people at like weird times going into lakes, like just walking into a lake. And he's like, why isn't he, there's, the water isn't rippling. How come he's just like sinking into the lake? Well, because he's looking at it from a different angle. If you're looking at the angle from the person walking in, there's like a staircase going down. So he starts noticing, he starts telling people, they start calling him crazy. Uh, the, the whole uprising happens in which like he's telling his wife, he's telling his best friend, everyone's trying to like talk to him. He goes, his wife says, go see a shrink or I'm leaving to like my sisters. So he goes to see a shrink in a town and he notices on the, one of the files, the shrink has and the shrink gets up for whatever reason. It says Project Rapture, which is what the project is called. So he looks at it, he reads it, and he sees satanic rituals. He sees like the, a dinosaur skeleton. And he, he gets freaked out. He closes it before the guy comes back. And he's like, okay, great. It's been a great time. See ya. He goes and tells his wife again. And his wife's like, you're out of control. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my kids to, sit, to my sisters, whatever. So he takes this opportunity. He's like, whatever. If she's gone, I'm going to prove myself that I'm right. So he goes and tells his best friend. His best friend's also like, bro, like, I don't, I don't know. And, but his best friend gives him the benefit of the doubt. And they go together. And they do find something. So to me, every show ends. Like the normal end to every show is that, there's, oh, there's a happy ending. Right. I don't want, to me, it's a three-season arc. The first season, I want it to be a happy ending. I want this to be a whole climactic buildup to the final part where you actually see the, the raptors, you see everything. Because the next season. But then, because at, at the end, he's he's going to release all these raptors to the wild. His point is to just release, unleash hell on... And why does he want to do that? Because he's a Nazi, essentially. like the, the U.S. took everything from him. So he wants to take everything back. Gotcha. He still has this, like, Das Führer mentality. In his you party. wrote all these episodes? I wrote the first episode, no. but I wrote the entire outline. Well, that's your outline. I'm sure I'm sure that real quick. Can I use your restroom real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Thanks. It's right there. I'll set this up. So I kind of have the whole. <clears throat> Could I? Yeah. Or so take take a look at. I pretty much wanted to make a visual about it because it helps me visualize everything. Yeah. I broke it down into this side is like the main characters. Mm -hmm. The middle is the America of Tomorrow thing. The right is Eichmann. So I was actually, uh, I lived in Montana for about three years. So um, I know Montana very well. And I can see a little small town, My one of my best friends uh, in the military. I was in the military for four years. I was based there actually in Montana. Okay. We were actually from a small town in Montana called Dar Darby, Montana. That's sick. And it's actually a mountain town. Um, yeah, so as soon as you... As I would name the show Darby. That, that, that sounds super Dude, cool. Dude, so Darby is really... It's it's in the mountains. It's super beautiful. Because my idea of this whole town is it's a small town. Everybody knows each other. It's, yeah. There's mountains in the background because they're testing shit back in the, in the yeah. mountains. Um, there's lakes <clears> everywhere. So my job when i was in the air i was in the air force uh i was uh i was a security police mm -hmm. i was a military police essentially but um we have nu nuclear missiles that are in montana yep. um that are scattered all throughout the middle of the state and so my job was pretty much to go make sure that the the nukes weren't being tampered with uh you would always have about there's in Great Falls, Montana, which is pretty much smack dab in the middle of Montana, mm -hmm. there's a base called Malmstrom Air Force Base. 
around miles from Air Force Base, there is uh, about probably 10 new facilities on each side. Mm -hmm. And then which each new facility, there's, there's 10 nukes to each new facility. Yeah. So there's essentially hundreds of nukes yeah. around this base and you have a lot of military personnel all around here. But um, these nukes are like in mountains. Yeah. They're like just in yeah, like the facilities. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, when you're saying that, so it would, but yeah. So if you ever do want to look up Darby, Darby Montana, Montana. Yeah. Sure. Um, and my my buddy, uh, he and I, I'm sure we can probably find someone who is in charge of that town. Maybe there you go. You I mean just I just mean, an idea. If I, ever, if I ever get the chance to pitch this to somebody, and it's, I, I would, that's the first place I would mention. Yeah. So uh, this this whole thing, I, I I just broke it down into. Yeah. Is, is this for a school project? No, this is for me. Oh, wow. I, I was just so so you would want to find a. Well, your budget here would have to be at least... No, essentially, I want to sell the idea. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Gotcha. It's sell the idea and find a way to stay on the project. I yeah. Do, I, I know where this project goes. I, I know the So you, you could be either be a writer or, or whatever. So from, from just one of I've learned from projects, uh, I was... I booked a pilot where I was one of the lead roles, and it almost got picked, picked up by a large network. And the writer, who essentially the director, um, but he didn't want to direct, he wanted to fail as a writer. Um, they uh, greenlit the, the show, but they wanted to have creative control of, of the show. Yeah. Um, his, his, he was worried because he was scared they were going to change everything change everything and eventually kind of push him aside yeah. and therefore his project that he had a three season outlook on it he had everything he already wrote like a season um he was worried that he was going to get written off and yeah. not be a part of the project anymore which does happen yeah. um yeah there it, it's funny because we actually pitched the show to another network uh eight months prior to being greenlit from this one large mm -hmm. network and uh, and when we decided not to go with that network, that first network we pitched it to, they actually made a show very similar yeah. to what you uh, to the one we pitched. Uh, did I ever yeah. show you that? Yeah. So it was just funny. But yeah, um, when good ideas are out there and they're very clear, you know, you gotta yeah, man. As long as the as long as the right writing is strong, and as long as like it's clear as day. You know, anything's yeah. possible, man. Dreams, are, sure. dreams yeah. can be made for sure. I'm, I'm gonna show you just so you know, like what I did do with my friends yeah. when COVID finally ended or lessened. Um, I went ahead and did a. I did two teasers with my stepdad, but it was that wasn't the height of COVID. And it was really bad because he had his mask on. There was a scene we had his, a mask on, not a mask on. Yeah. Gloves and not a gloves. There's no con continuity. Continuity is huge. Yeah. <laughs> Continuity um, is huge. I'm gonna mute this part. I don't okay. say that because it's uh it's um copyrighted music. Okay. But I had to pay some CGI guy for the a three second scene, it cost like two hundred bucks, but it was 
I shot this on my phone on like a phone gimbal. Yep. And I did a bunch of premiere work to make it look like it was a more expensive camera. That that five, no, nah, it was a, a minute. That yeah. minute long video took us a week. Yeah, I know, isn't that crazy? It's disgusting. No, it's it, really good, man. It took us a week, and I purposely just because I knew how to do everything. I'm like, there's not going to be any yeah. audio in this. I'm just going to make it a song. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna link it to yeah. a song, and. Uh, you don't want to have dialogue or anything. Oh, I, I wish I could. But I had no no audio equipment, yeah. and I, I could rent it from my school. But it was just such a no. It's smart you utilize, you know, and that you'll find out through through your school too that you, there's a lot you can shoot a lot of stuff because they give you. No, no, no. I, my school is great. I have like a whole locker where I can use everything. Yeah. And my senior product is uh, project is is uh, essentially I have to work with the audio majors and graphics majors yeah. to make my movie because I'm I'm a film directing. So at what were you at right now? Right now I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a junior. A junior. I'm a junior in, in college. So so uh, are you looking? Uh, so as a film director, do you enjoy the cinematography? Like as far as uh, yeah, for is sure. That, is that something that you look? Uh, uh, for me, I know that as a director, what helped me um, was understanding the basics of cinematography. Yep. Why? Why am I shooting? this frame why am i positioning these actors in a certain way and there's and especially with with this film um i even learned i even learned on what to make better or make my visual look better on the next project yeah um because this game's all about learning yeah it's all about learning it's all about getting better it's all about making your craft your craft Mm -hmm. um and as long as you kind of make your craft your own unique way and you find a dp or a cinematographer that can kind of convey that through through the lens then that's like the game changer but i know for, for me what helped me out was understanding like everything why why am i shooting this like what is the audience going to feel yep. when they see this image when they see this on the screen are they going to feel this way that way uh when i pick this angle what does it make them feel uh, where I where I put the actor on this actual image, 
How is that going to make them feel? So, and these are all things that is just for me is just trial and error, trial and error. Especially someone who came from being in front of the camera all these years and not understanding um, uh, the the reason why directors or the reason why DPs would write a certain scene. Um, once I became behind camera, I became like infatuated with finding out reasons why certain directors use a certain angle or yep. why they do this or why they light us or why they have the certain colors in a scene and it's just as long as you're always thirsting for that knowledge um every project you do is going to get better and better so and better. that that to me was probably my biggest focus in school yeah. is because uh, i have my top tier list of directors for me uh i cinematography wise i don't think anybody does it better than zach snyder yeah. His cinematography is ridiculous. I mean, if you've seen 300 yeah. or uh, I don't know if you saw Zack Snyder's Justice League, not the mm -hmm. regular Justice League, it, cinematography is crazy. Um, Army of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of handheld stuff. He does a lot of handheld. My problem with Army of the Dead, he did a, he played too much of the depth of field yeah. on that one. Yeah. A little too much sometimes. But him and then Quentin Tarantino's cinematography yeah. is because Quentin Tarantino loves wide angle shots. And everybody in the shot at the same time. Yeah. But then it'll go from that yeah. to somebody's eyeball. Yeah. And it's yeah. He, he's it. he's very uh, yeah. He knows exactly what he likes because he's a a connoisseur on movies. He yeah. knows everything about film. Mm -hmm. Like he l grew up in uh, actual. Yeah, he uh, takes a lot from other films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he. But he knows everything. Like he knows who shot what. He knows from a low budget horror film. Cause he's a big horror guy. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is, yeah, for, for me, Quentin Tarantino, I, I love his directing style. It's not my style, but I do love his style. No, he, he to me, he, he's, he's, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. At least. My favorite movie of all time is Inglorious Bastards. So, yeah. that, yeah. It's just. That's my favorite movie of his. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah Inglorious Bastards was. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good film, man. That was a great Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's super long and it goes by so fast. Yeah. So that's whenever I go yeah. on a flight. And the, the acting, first movie I watched. The acting's like. Yeah. The acting's just. Seeing Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt was They had trouble movie. casting that dude, the one in the opening scene. In the opening scene? Yeah. Uh, uh, Hans? Yeah. They, oh, they did. Oh, Christopher Waltz is so yeah. good. He was like. He's he, so good. He, he did. Uh, exactly he was like the last they couldn't find they couldn't find because wow. christopher has done a lot of stuff before that but that was like his yeah. big big once he started, oh, i was like oh i don't man. think tarantino knew who he was or yeah it, and like something happened where it's like he, it was an accident how he got in there isn't that crazy that's the best accident yeah. in hollywood probably yeah huh? christopher waltz is probably one of the greatest yeah. actors yeah no he's of our generation he's yeah. he's really good yeah, man, dude, this has been awesome. This was amazing, guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, my Devin, the gate guy. Uh, Shout out to Devin. Yeah, Devin. <laughs> Devin, dude, that's that funny. Man, yeah. Devin, you need to give me free gate. Yeah. <laughs> Devin is, it's funny because uh, the way that came up was he actually, I had a loaner car for my, I, I shoot the Phil Smith Kia. And uh, I bought my my van from that. Shout out to Phil Smith Kia. What's up? Uh, <laughs> Devin is the name, actually. Devin. Um, and he gave me a, a, a loaner car. And when I came to the gate, Devin was like, Devin, yeah. Dev, Devin was like, uh, he was like, um, 
He's like, oh, it's this new car. I was like, oh, it's a lot older car from uh, one of my my friends who has a dealership. He's like, oh, that's well, that's nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm a friend. I shoot commercials. And he's like, oh, you're oh, so you're like, you're a filmmaker. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a filmmaker, director, actor. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then out of the blue, I get this this DM from you. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> you, you want to know? It's dude. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, in in my belief. Uh, so I there's a there's a coffee shop right here right around the corner. Yeah, Lamino's is that what it's called? Yeah, it's like, XATT. Next to I think it's on the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, next yeah. to right in the Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I left my wallet there, and all of a sudden I get a DM from the coffee shop saying, "Hey, you left your wallet there." <laughs> so I get there, and the owner is a filmmaker, dude. And he was he was like, "Oh man, I checked out your IG page. I saw that you're a director and actor." He's like, "Oh man," he goes, and he wants to. He has some some things that he wants to shoot too. And I'm like, hey, "What is he, it?" He looked at your phone. No, he looked. ID. He like, saw my ID. And looked you up. And he looked me up because I don't have my phone number in my wallet. Oh, so yeah. the best way is probably go to an Instagram uh, or Facebook. That's pretty and he smart, found bro. me on Instagram and then he, he DM'd me. Some detective shit right Yeah, there. right yeah. there, dude. So yeah, man. So it's like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, so he, he wants to shoot some stuff too. So I said, hey man, let me know. Yeah. No, because I was, I was, anytime I go through the gate, because my car is, is the one that doesn't have a sticker. If you have two yeah. stickers, then you can't have a third one. Or, I just haven't gone and gone. Well, you got to go because I have four cars. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't gone. Um, and uh, I always get stuck talking to Devin. And yeah. He's super cool. Super cool. And he was just telling me like, bro, like I got something for your podcast. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, uh, a guy just moved in here. He's a director, a filmmaker. I'm like, yeah. what? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, dude, tell him. Yeah. And a couple of days went by and he was telling me like, Oh, he's gonna come back, and I'm like, oh, so in my head, I'm like, you know, he probably got the sticker. He's probably never gonna go back. Yeah. To so I'm like, let me put this in, take this into my own hands. Yeah. And I DM him, like, hey, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, awesome, man. Great reaching out, man. This is great, yeah, dude. Yeah, and any, and any, because um, you know what we've learned is any person you come across uh, could to could be fruition for something in the future. Exactly. Like you don't know who you meet. Five, ten years, and always be okay. professional. Yeah, don't take it for granted because you mm-hmm. never know. Yes, we've had a couple people on set, even the actor actresses that auditioned, will put in their tapes for this. And Jen's like, no, no. oh yeah, the, I knew from LA. There's yeah. actors that I met on certain projects that I've done and then yeah. them not knowing that I'm attached to this project. So when I when I put out the audition casting, uh, I got auditioned from people I from actresses I knew from LA and I saw them like, oh hell no. <laughs> because they're such they were such pain in the asses on set. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing you don't want is that you pain in the ass. You never know and you never know what you're making either. It's like yeah, and don't take it for granted. No matter whatever you think, yeah, that it might be the movie you're doing. Yeah, you know, because there there was a couple people, or you know, on our set that didn't know what we're making. Yeah, that were that took it a little for granted. And then when they came on set, they were like oh, they were God. like, oh, this is bigger than yeah. this is bigger than what we thought it was. And yeah. it was like okay, well, and they didn't come next, and didn't come. Prepared. Like prepared. Yeah. And then that's a dual. Or was kind of a pain. You know, just just it's just little things, you know. Yeah. It's like understand, just you know, be be cognizant of who you know, and you and you're a good dude, so I can already tell. So you, you don't have nothing that. to worry about. But um, 
Yeah, you'll come across that. Yeah, you know, especially like, and divas for no reason. Yeah, like yeah. you're not. I mean, be, me being in the stand-up game, I mean, you get that even on open micers, just think yeah. they're better than they they really are. Well, know? I've already kind of come across that. I, I interned for like four days before I walked out of there because it was just so. It was a lot less professional than I thought it was. There's a movie Where? studio in Fort Lauderdale called oh. The Movie Studio. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard of The Movie Studio. And in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Yeah. You heard good things? Uh, I, I just, from what I see... <laughs> Nah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Like I, from what I see, well, I was there. I, was, <laughs> I entered. I uh, entered there, and um, I thought when I entered there because I worked at AT and T, and again, everything's just connections. I always yeah. try to get my name out there. Yeah, yeah. And I had some some one of the people who were one of the TV shows. She was well, she was in there. And my job at AT and T was sell internet. So I had to ask her, "What do you do for a living?" She said, "Oh, I I work for a TV production company. We have a TV show." Like, oh shit, my name is this. I, I do this. I'm a film student. I love to intern. I'm looking for anything. She's like, oh, okay, okay. So I got an email. And then a couple months go by. I email them back. A couple months go by. And they finally they email me back. Like, okay, come in, whatever. So I go in, and it's this huge location. Like, this huge, like, in the gallery of mall, like a huge um, thing. And I'm like, damn, this is huge. Like, this must be professional. Um, it was like three people working there. And the movies they've made it's like yeah i, I looked them up I, I was there i was super excited i'm like then it's a real movie studio like i don't know what kind yeah. of opportunities to come with and it's big the, the, like the the, the location the location like i've never like the retail location is oh, big uh, they have like a, like, a, like, a, like a not a store but you can walk in oh uh, and they sell gear like a, stuff no they don't sell anything it's they they, they take like it, the, the whole premise is anyone could be a movie star so they have like an app you can audition from your phone and go and be in their movies, but oh, wow. their movies never get made. Really? So they they were shooting this movie. Um, I was oh, it was like called like it's some army movie, and I got to go to one of their production days, and the actresses were like these random ass girls, and like they 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 looked like they were just there for free drinks, like they they, they weren't trying anything. And then the guy behind everything, I'm not gonna say his name, yeah, but no. but the guy behind everything, it's. Dude, is not all there? Well, I don't know who that guy is, but what I will say, what I learned, um, you know, South Florida has a bad rap um, for for their filming and their acting. So, um, you know, li living in Los Angeles for all those years and just being around professional people, um, you see the level of what, of what real professionalism is mm -hmm. compared to uh, wa wanting to be professional. So when I move back here, I'm actually going to be throwing an acting class. Shout out to my acting class uh, at the end of uh, August. Um, you have a website for that? Not not yet, right. but uh, I will be putting up the website soon. Um, I'm going to be doing two days a week, uh, one for be beginner actors, script breakdown, character breakdown, and then a sec second one's going to be more of a scene study just to get the reps in for mm -hmm. actors who, who just want to get the reps in. And, and acting is just like any other profession. Uh, you got to have your reps. You know, you got to you got to go up there and bat. You got to swing. So uh, but that's what I kind of wanted to bring. To back to South Florida, all the experience I learned from of me being in, in Los Angeles is just bringing the professionalism and just making that level of whether 
it's acting or whether it's filmmaking, because there are a lot of good filmmakers out here. Uh, the problem is, is that um, not that many people want to go in debt and, and really buy their own equipment or really invest in themselves. And, and the only way to yeah. make it is you have to invest in yourself. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Nobody's going to shoot your movie. Yeah. You know, I always said that. I mean, especially down here, like everybody's like, I got this script. I got, you know, do you like, what are you going to do with it? Oh, I'm going to shop it. We're going to do it. We're doing a pilot for Netflix. Are you doing a pilot for Netflix? Yeah. What? Like, and do they know this? They yeah. know it's not, Well, you know what it is? is thousands that, of pilots get shot every year. Yeah. Right? Thousands of pilots get shot every year. And I think the difference is if you're going to shoot something, Choose something that's within your budget and yeah. and that is it could be the best that you can make it. And if it takes you a month to make it, whether it's a trailer or whether it's a short film or whatever, if whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability and know your limits of your ability too. If you need to hire someone or ask someone who has a little bit more experience to come on set to make your project look good, then that is probably the best advice that I can give. As an actor, it's kind of, kind of hard because you get kind of thrown into things because you got to get your feet wet. But someone behind camera um, and who's creating projects, people are always going to look at your your projects or your the thing you did last and see if it's good enough, if it's worthy. Mm -hmm. And people are always going to um, give you a thumbs down or whatever. People aren't going to like all your stuff. But if, if you can make your stuff look the best that it can look and take your time, do your storyboards, do your, your story, whatever you can do to make it look the best and bring people that know what they're doing, that right there is. So you have no regrets. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether, so when you, if you, of course, there's going to be regrets. Like, oh, I should have done that. Or yeah. Yeah. Done that. But you make those as minimal as possible because big budget studios yeah. do that. And you make them minimal as possible and then you have then you're still gonna have yeah. a pretty decent project. Yeah, and it's like, even with, with I Possess, man, it was like, you know, we get the best cameras, we get the best lenses, we get the yeah. best lights, you and know? There was no, like, ORDP, like, what do you need? Okay, okay, you're adding that, you're adding that, okay. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, well, let's get it. Right. Um, it, it. There was, we weren't gonna settle, and Tammy said, we're not going to, we're gonna do everything pay for whatever we need we're not gonna if we need this we're gonna use that the only thing we didn't get was a giant crane which yeah. we kind of wanted but that would have been like two shots yeah that, that we wanted to use it we had a like, smaller crane we had a smaller crane but yeah. it worked out for a lot for some yeah. shots yeah there was where outside we wanted a bigger crane yeah. but it was like okay that's where we can skip a little yeah bit. you mm -hmm. know stuff like that yeah so that doesn't affect the story it doesn't affect even this shooting of it you know but everything else we wanted to do as Okay. But invest in yourself. Invest in yourself is the main. Invest in you yourself. Go. Whether yeah. you're going debt for a couple of years, and you really, if 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 yeah, this is what if, you truly if you, love, if you're passionate about it, then you, then you'll do it. Because people talk. Everybody can talk. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do you though? Yeah. yeah. You know? Are do, are, you, are you like willing to not go on that vacation? Yeah. Those. those for vacations yeah. and put that money towards your film? Yeah. Or do you want to just want to send it out there and let somebody else pay yeah. for that and shoot that? Yeah. No. Or maybe just don't take that vacation. Maybe maybe don't, you know, 
Yeah. We we were willing to Yeah, do yeah. I mean I went into debt buying all, all my filming equipment. I got my own production company. It's just, I went from an actor to getting behind camera and I said, you know what? I think I can I, I, I think I can do something with this, you know, and just fall in love with cinematography, fall in love with with just filmmaking, regardless yeah. if I'm an actor, regardless if I'm a producer, regardless if I'm just uh, someone just helping out, a PA, whatever it is. If it's a project that I believe in. I love filmmaking, so so whatever area that I can help someone's project in, I'm all in, you know. But it has to be it has to be the person has to be as passionate as me, yeah. You know, and 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 finding that finding that that group or finding that that crew that loves it just as much as you. That's that's where you that's where you find it'll show in the product, the final product. Yeah. I really appreciate cool. you guys coming. Thanks, guys. You guys were awesome. All right, brother. Um, last time you guys should shout yourselves out. I'm gonna put all their links in the description. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, check out Carl Remy at Carl Remy <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry yeah. Summer at Jerry Summer. Yeah. Also check out uh, I Possess on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and also my my production company Twelve Thirty Six Films uh, at um, my Instagram and also my website is 1236films.com the 12 is spelled out so 1236.com there you go awesome appreciate you guys yeah oh man that was long I was like damn I'm like fast right holy shit